This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Welcome, friend. Have a seat by the fire. Make yourself comfortable. The children slumbered as dawn crept over a frozen plain, their kind fast asleep, adrift in a shadowland of dreams, monstrous dreams. You're listening to Campfire Radio Theater. Tonight's tale, written by John Ballantyne, takes us to a remote Romanian village toward the end of World War II, a place where townsfolk speak in hushed whispers even now in regard to the master's hungry children. the village, Colonel. The area is secure. We'll have no problems with Russian snipers here. What about the rock chest, sir? Off into meadow. It's a poor line of sight. My men assure me it's abandoned, though. I doubt there's a structure here tall enough to make an effective sniper's nest. Good work, Lieutenant Eichel. No one here to hold a rifle unless these livestock have evolved the dexterity. <laughs> Not a living soul in the street. Nothing but animals. I suppose they cower in their homes, sad little peasants. <laughs> Attention citizens of whatever you call this dirt clod of a town, I am Colonel Victor Kruger of the German army. We are in need of supplies and shelter. Maybe no one is here, Colonel. Oh, they're here. Hiding behind closed doors and cellars. They want us to leave, Lieutenant, but that's simply not going to happen. Such a shame to spend the long winter without a calf or sow to butcher. I give you a count of five to step out and show yourself before I begin slaughtering your food supply in the street. One, two, three, four. Don't shoot, I beg of you to spare our animals, please, I beg you, sirs. Hold your fire! Please, don't shoot! <laughs> Calm down, Calm down, you needn't be alarmed. I beg you, sirs, you mustn't kill the animals, for our sake, for all our sakes. Get your breath there and, and tell me your name. My name, it's Abramovitz. So, it is but you left, and the women and children, is that the case? By and large. With the exception of the older men and the, the crippled. Ah, I see. Uh, you are of Jewish descent. Yes. What the devil are you doing here? There are places for your kind. 
They saw fit to leave me here with all the able-bodied men off at war. You see, I am caretaker of this village. As a caretaker? I tend the livestock just as I've done since boyhood. I tend them for the for the master. Your master? I thought there were none left here but old men and women. The master is old. Quite old. Uh, you don't know of him? <laughs> Our master resides in Berlin, and he is most demanding. Eichel, tell the men to stand down. We're in no danger here. Yes, sir. Have them stow their gear. We'll be staying here for the evening. All right, put away your equipment. Now, let's see. We've been traveling for days through this wretched countryside. These men are tired and in dire need of rest. I need you to make accommodations for them. That means comfortable beds. I don't care who must give up theirs. Is that understood? I will do my best to see to that. And perhaps you should honor us with a dinner tonight. A dinner? Of course! Yes, we have grain and corn and uh, potatoes and turnips uh, stored for the winter all back in the uh, granaries. <laughs> oh, you're joking. A traveling army, dear man. We need meat, fresh meat. That pig will do nicely, and I'd prefer a rack of lamb as well. Why, yes, there's plenty here for all. Eichel. Eichel! Yes, sir? See to it, those two animals are butchered properly. Butcher them? No, no, that's that's not wise. That's not wise at all. We'll roast that pig on a spit over there. Collect some wood for a fire. This is a serious matter if you wish to, to take livestock from the herd. I'd like to be sitting at a table before the bitter night falls on this place. Perhaps if you're well behaved, I'll allow you to dine with us. <laughs> Take your seat there, Eichel. What kept you? I was trying to ring up our forces near Nussdorf, but I haven't been able to establish contact. Your food, sir? Communication lines uh, will be spotty in these hills. Your food, sir? Yes, thank you. Very nice, my little plum. Now off with you! <laughs> oh, these peasants have their appeal, eh, Eichel? Reminds me of that village near the border, you recall? <laughs> A man must take pleasures where he must in this war. <laughs> I suppose so, sir. So, what's bothering you, Eichel? Colonel, this place is not on any of our maps. We've gone through uncharted towns before. I guess the talk among the men has me on edge. The talk among the men. They claim to hear whispers on the night wind. And you're certain this area is secure from enemy troop movements? As certain as I can be, sir. The Russian infantry are a good three or four days behind us. It's likely nothing more than tricks of the wind, whistling over an open countryside. I, I must agree. But they also speak of shadows that move, that appear to lurk in the darkness just out of reach. Some say they feel eyes upon them. So talk has turned to witches and goblins. Sometimes, sometimes I wonder, do you think, sir, that we will have to pay for the things that we've done in this war? Pay? To who? Some higher power? God, perhaps? <laughs> Dear Eichel, 
there's no guard. Some commotion outside, sir. All right, move aside. Step aside. Clear the officer colonel. Abramowitz. Abramowitz, what's the meaning of this? It is two of your men, Colonel. Yes. What of them? Something terrible has happened. Well, spit it out. They're over there in the alleyway. Do oh, for Christ's sakes, go check on them, Eichel. Yes, sir. If there's been some mischief on their part, well, these men have not seen the fairer sex in some time, and their natural urges to contend. Yes. Come, sir. Come quickly. Oh, this better be worth my dinner turning cold. Come along, Abramowitz. Let's see what perversions have been wrought. Oh, these men can be incorrigible, given a taste of freedom. Such time spent on the front, their minds filled with... Is... the blood? In the snow there? Sir, it's Brossau and Hefner. Is someone injured? There's a great deal of blood for them. Oh. They were found here. Like this. Mm, this is fresh. There's gore spread everywhere. Look at Brossel. It's as if something reached down in his throat and tore out his beating heart. There is a vicious nature to this. Abramowitz! Sir, this seems more of an animal attack of some sort. I suppose one of the goats did this. Don't be ridiculous. There is no evidence of struggle. Their guns weren't even discharged. I suspect one of these homely harlots distracted the men while another slipped behind them and slit their throats. Colonel, please. I plead of you, for your own safety and that of your men, please leave this place. Leave and never, ever return. Is that some thinly veiled threat? I could level this village, burn it to the ground. Don't think for a moment I've not done worse. No, no. I, I, I intend neither to threaten nor insult you, Colonel. Very well. So who shall I begin with, hmm? Perhaps the old woman? Hunched over near that well? Or the young girl clinging to her mother's apron there? In the crowd? She can be no more than five, wouldn't you say? Well, who? God in heaven, what do you mean, Colonel? Before the murderer among you steps forward, how many of you must I kill? How many? There, There is no one here capable of such. Then by the hell are two of my men dead? Perhaps I should just shoot you? That may cut to the meat of this matter. Colonel, look! What is it, Eichel? Towards that rock church in the distance, looks to the graveyard. A dark figure moves among the headstones. Yes, I see it. And it walks upright, not likely any piece other than someone known as man. It disappeared into the church. There's candlelight glowing within. I thought this rock church was abandoned. It was, sir. Lieutenant, put together a well-armed party and send them out to the church. No, that is the master's house. You must not intrude on him. Move aside. No, you don't understand. The master is not to be disturbed. There is a covenant. Out of my veins. Stupid peasant! 
Well, Eichel? The church is empty except for one man seated at a long table. And what does he have to say for himself? Not much. He wishes to speak with you. No use to keep him waiting, then. Sir, um, I have our best men posted in the sanctuary. They are well armed, and you should be safe, but... But? I wouldn't get too close to him. There's something... There's something sinister to him. In his eyes, in his bearing. He doesn't seem the least bit concerned that we're here. He may change his attitude after our talk. Colonel, I see what the men were speaking of now. I could swear I saw them too. So what, Eichel? The shadows in the sanctuary. They seem to move. Look around you with conscious thought. With a mind of their own. Tricks of the candlelight. You're spooking yourself. Uh, of course, you're right, sir. Colonel. At ease, Corporal. He awaits you just ahead in the next chamber, sir. You must be Colonel Kruger. And you? Findrel is my name. Have a seat at my table. I think not. As you wish. What brings you into this chilled night, Colonel? You know damn well. Two of my soldiers lay dead back there in that village. That is regrettable. Regrettable? Is that all you have to say? What more need be said over the dead? Explain to me how I'm supposed to bury the bodies into this godless ground, or how they ended up in this state in the first place, their heads nearly severed from their torsos. Might you be acquainted with the responsible party? You think that I killed your men? Despite your clever disguise as a man of the cloth, yes, I do suspect it was you. I fear you presume incorrectly. These robes are not those of a priest nor holy man. And I am no man of God. So, you live here, in this old church. Is that so? It is my home. There was a thorough inspection of this medieval structure earlier today when we arrived. There was not a soul here. During the daylight, I am at rest. Curious hours. Not for one such as myself, Colonel. Is your interrogation at an end? You try my patience, Vendrel. Tell me what you know. You and I are alike in many respects, Colonel. We both have witnessed horrors unspeakable, committed sins unforgivable, yet you have your men, your children to look after as I do mine. They can be unruly, not always willing to do your bidding. You're trying to say the villagers did this? No, they are not my children. You see, Colonel, I suffer from a disease which is rare, has no cure. It is spread by blood. I was quarantined here many moons ago. I have over time spread it to others, mostly townspeople from the community below. 
Those that have been infected are the ones I refer to as my children. The villagers merely serve a purpose. And what purpose might that be? Food. They are cattle. Bread for our consumption. What kind of madness is this? I will not be a gullible participant in your local folklore. If one of your children is responsible for this bloody crime, then hand him over! <laughs> that would not be wise. And why not? Because I'm the only thing keeping you safe from them now, Colonel. Those infected with this disorder take on abilities which are abnormal. The life's blood flowing through you, such a sweet elixir. We crave it incessantly. Besides, it was you and your men that came here and broke our covenant with the village below. Covenant? You speak in riddles. There is a contract that has stood many years, broken this very night. Yes, Althalus, I will show him now. It is written here. Right here. Who are you speaking to, you doddering fool? Althalus, the eldest of the children. I see no one. They dance among the shadows most evenings, rarely assuming corporeal form. Ah, yes. Here we are. When you slaughtered livestock this eve for your feast, you in effect forfeited the lives of your two men. What are you talking about? There must be equal compensation for the butchering of livestock. You killed a fatted sow and a lamb for your meal, did you not? What of it? Althalos took the lives of your two soldiers for his meal, an equal compensation. Don't come any closer. Our covenant with the villagers provides for their safety from our bloodlust as long as there's a herd to feed from. My servant Abramowitz tends that herd, so that his people might not again become our prey. Granted, goat's blood is not as pleasurable to feed upon as that of mortal men, but we have adapted. Perhaps you will adapt as well. Adapt from what? I don't pretend to be any blood-sucking ghoul as you do. Adapt from your own manner of bloodlust. If you are to live in this world, Colonel... You presume to lecture me, you insolent fool? What would stop me from leveling this church to its foundation? <laughs> Colonel, I could smite you where you stand before you draw another breath or clear that gun from your holster. You're surrounded, Fendral. <laughs> I offer you a hospitality. We kill for sustenance, not sport. Be on your way, and I spare you and your men. You think I won't return? With more men? More guns? I've seen many wars, Colonel. Enough to know this war is over for you and your countrymen. The Germans are far too occupied in retreat from the Russians to be bothered with such a trifle, a speck of a village on the outskirts of nowhere. In a few months' time, you'll all be either prisoners of war or rotting away in some shallow grave. No, a clever bluff. But let's not deceive ourselves. There will be no reinforcements. You spoke with him? Never mind that. 
Informs the men to have their equipment packed immediately. We will be departing as soon as possible. Before daylight, sir? That is my order, Lieutenant. See to it that it is carried out. Yes, sir. Will we be following the standard practice before we leave, sir? Standard practice? Yes, we will, Eichel. Yes, we will. Colonel, you and your lieutenant have returned. What of the Covenant? Did the Master speak of it? Is it... is it still in effect? All is well with your Covenant, dear fellow, but there will soon be much more pressing problems. Eichel! Yes, Colonel? Take care of the matter we discussed. Yes, sir. And Bramowitz, things are about to change for you and your people. I don't understand, Colonel. I, I, I thought all was well with the Master. Uh, forget this Vendril that lives in your rock church. He's quite the delusional lunatic, but perfectly harmless. He is... He is far from harmless, I assure you, Colonel. It's going to be a very trying winter for you and your uh, fellow villagers. Uh, we will leave enough food stores for you to sustain yourself for a short period. What in heaven's name do you mean, Colonel? There is a massive Russian Red Army mere days behind us. We can leave nothing that they might find useful here. Your livestock, your food reserves, they must be destroyed. This is what we do. It is our orders to burn and pillage. Leave nothing behind for an enemy to make use of. My herds, my, my animals, you must stop them. No, you don't understand. Our lives depend on of them. Of course, you should abandon the weak, the sick immediately. They will not live out the harsh winter. Only the very strong will survive. You sentence us all to death. Consider yourself fortunate, Abramowitz. I thought, I thought there could be no darker man than the master. But you, Colonel, you are inhuman, devious. Watch yourself, Abramowitz. I could just as easily end it here for you now. Hmm. But what of yourself, Colonel? You think the master will allow you to leave this place after what you've done here? You are all deranged. He has no power over you. Oh, I told them not to waste bullets on the townsfolk. There is no food now for any of us. No food for the master and his children either. Except us and you, Colonel. You and your men. What is going on up there? Sir! You're under attack! Under attack by what? It's the shadows, sir! They spring from the darkness like birds of prey! You see, Colonel? What is that hideous creature hovering over that soldier? Hell and withered like some. For God's sake, shoot it before it rips out his jugular. It's gone. Disappeared into the shadows. Good God. The blood. All of them. They're surrounded. Oh, what? What is that? The voices aren't the wind, Colonel. 
Oh, what have we done? What have we done? God. Oh God! What did all the tolly? Thank God. Bless you, Abramowitz. Those creatures out there, unholy abominations, all my men are dead. You brought this upon us, Colonel. We must survive until daylight. I can walk to the next town. Seek us help. The air is frozen even in the middle of the day. The nearest village is too far, and they will not come to this place. They know of the things that dwell here. Ambrowitz, I would have a word with you. Oh, dear God. Is there some place I might hide? <sighs> Under the floor. There's a loose plank. It'll be a tight fit, but others have hid here. Abramowitz, I, I am in your debt. Abramowitz, where are your manners? I am coming, uh, Master. Uh, 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 uh. Well, aren't you going to invite me in? Please enter my home. Have you any food? God in heaven, it's you. The peasant girl, uh, the one who served us. I'm hungry. So hungry. Quiet. For both our sakes. Our arrangement is in severe jeopardy. Your herd has been decimated. Yes, I know. But what are you doing? My plum, you're too close. So hungry. So thirsty. They equipped their thirst in Nazi blood this night, but it will not last. Soon they must be again. And their appetite is voracious. They are feral. Stay awake. In nature, where the bloodlust takes hold. Why not go into the countryside? You're too close. There are other villages, other farms, whole armies marching across this land. Why must we be cursed? You know, we cannot venture far. We dare not enter into daylight. This is our home as it is yours. So which of your people shall be my first meal? That is, if you have no wish to turn the good Colonel Kruger over to me. Dear, Colonel Kruger? Release me. Let go of my arm. I must drink. So thirsty. With the lives of your people. I smell him here. The mortal blood flowing. What, what are you doing? No, that, that head. Stop. you biting into my arm. Let go, you stupid slut. What have we here? Look what I've discovered under your floorboard. A Nazi rat. And look at your arm, Colonel. You've been infected by this girl. She's not like you. She's but a simple peasant. The affliction hasn't taken hold yet, but I assure you, she is one of us. Much as you are now, Colonel. What? Unhand me. 
and hand me your demon! As you wish. She... she barely broke the skin. I'll be all right. Blood flows down your arm, Colonel. You are infected. Shall I finish you? What? Remove the life's blood from your body. That way you needn't fear becoming one of us. Or perhaps we needn't fear the same. No, stay away from me. Stay away! You monsters! All of you! All of you! Blood-sucking monsters! <laughs> Such an amusingly ironic man. Monsters! Her name was Tarsiana. She was my niece. I will finish what was started before the infection transforms her. Rest assured I need no more of these unruly children to keep fed. And I know you wish her not to become a member of our brood. Death is mercy. Thank you, Master. But what of the Colonel? Oh, Colonel Kruger will not make it far. Look to the horizon, my old friend. It glows. Daybreak is but a strike of the clock away. There in the open field, he will have no protection, no cover. Soon he will find the sunlight his enemy. I suspect by noon you will locate the colonel's bleached bones smoldering in the snow. I suppose I will bury him when the ground thaws. If I survive this winter. There will be unwary souls through here in the coming months. Russians from the east, refugees from the south. There may be ripe pickings for my kind yet. Perhaps we needn't feed on your people so heavily as I feared. But by all means, bury the good Colonel, and as a warning to any who might tread his twisted path, carve into his epitaph. Here lies but a paler shade of sinister. You've been listening to Campfire Radio Theater. Tonight's tale, The Master's Hungry Children, was written, directed, and produced by John Ballantyne. Featured in the cast were John Ballantyne as Colonel Kruger and Fendrel, Blaine Hicklin as Abramowitz, Dennis Kasher as Lieutenant Eichel, Tanya Malovic as Daciana. Also featured were Glenn Haskell and Alex Pinnock. Music by Kevin MacLeod. The piece Mournful Strings by Hammer Clavier. Sound design by Tim Holding and John Ballantyne. Additional sound provided by Free Sound Project. Mixing and post-production by John Ballantyne. Share the horror and visit us at CampfireRadioTheatre.com and on Facebook at Campfire Radio Theatre. And now, Mutual of Ohm 
providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC, proudly presents Wrinkly's Believe It or Forget About It, bringing you strange but true tales and oddities from all over this wide world. And here is your host, Mr. Robert Wrinkly. Hello, I'm Robert Wrinkly, and lastly, here is the story of Johnny Warden of Halifax, Nova Scotia, who, as second mate of the cargo ship SS Montblanc, miraculously survived the explosion of that vessel on December 6, 1917, and the subsequent destruction of the Richmond district of Halifax, and the deaths of more than 2,000 Haligonians, by the simple miracle of having been in the bed of a prostitute neighboring Fort Sackville at the time. He was known as Lucky Jack for the rest of his life. He died in 1947 in Queens, New York at the age of 62. Interestingly enough, in the bed of another prostitute. Believe it or forget about it. I'm Robert Wrinkley. Ta-ta for now. You've been listening to a special feature of Pulp Puri Theater. Wrinkley's Believe It or Forget About It. Brought to you by Mutual of Ohm, providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC. This is Gramercy Noun speaking. We return you now to our regularly scheduled program. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. <laughs>